Warning. This episode contains strong language. How uh, absolutely bonkers it was what he was doing. So if you want to talk a little bit about that, what he did, you know, Alex Honnold, Free Solo, El Capitan. He's, hey man, he's, he's built different. Um, there's no way to say it. Uh, you know, there's a few athletes that I think uh, they did like, uh, if, if I heard correctly, there's a few athletes that they did tests on and they were testing, you know, like what their fear factor is. And like, you know, they were showing them images and his, his brain is wired differently. There's no other way to say it. I think Lindsey Vaughn was another one of those athletes. She's a professional skier, but um, man, I, you know, Alex is a really cool guy. I've had the chance to meet him as well. Um, and he's just very good at rationalizing things. You know, it, he's, he's thinking to himself, you know, I know what I'm climbing. I'm capable of climbing something much harder. Um, so where's the risk in that, you know, and it's, it, that's how he explains it to everyone. But I think it goes a little deeper than that. I think Alex is, he, he just lacks a sense of fear. Uh, I know he, I know he probably won't say that outright, but, um, I think he just rationalizes by thinking, you know, I'm, I'm better than this, than what I'm climbing. And, there's, there's really no reason why I should fall. Welcome to the Lone Star Play Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Join me and a famous guest every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We discuss their career, life, food, Texas, and everything in between. Let's get started. Hi, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Lone Star Play Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. All right, let's get to it. My guest today is, wait, first of all, do you like climbing? Do you like rock climbing? Okay, have you seen that movie, Free Solo? I think that's what it's called, Free Solo, with Alex Honnold. You know what I'm talking about? That guy that climbs, uh, El Capitan, okay? I'm talking a mountain face, this dude with no rope, no nothing. And just, just, you know, some fucking Adidas, probably not Adidas, but, you know, just some shoes and some shorts and a T-shirt and lit, that's it. Okay. And his bare hands. Craziest thing ever done. Just crazy. One of the documentary, right? Oscar for, for best documentary. Um, just an amazing story. So anyway, I started right climbing. And uh, before the pandemic hit, a few months. And um, so I wanted to bring on a great guest. His name is Kevin Gordia, and he owns the local, um, it's not local anymore, actually. It's national at this point. Um, climbing gym. It's called Crux here in town, in Austin. It's a gym I go to. Uh, they just opened up a second location up in North Austin as well. Uh, but he also talked about some other locations they're spanning out to. Um, in I think Brooklyn or the Bronx, he said, Oh my God, I, I feel horrible for not getting that right. But one Brooklyn or the Bronx, I want to say Brooklyn. I'm going to stick to that Brooklyn. Um, and, uh, and in California as well. So boom, they, these guys are, you know, going everywhere and, uh, yeah, he's growing, you know, Jim's growing. Obviously the pandemic's been a big hit to gyms uh, in general. You don't actually see that in the news very much, but they've been hit quite a bit. So, and people still want to work and get healthy. And the funny thing is, is, you know, during a pandemic, having your immune system healthy is like the best thing you can do. So working out is really good for you. So taking that away for people, right? People have been lifting, you know, milk jugs at home or climbing their living room walls. I don't know. So anyway, um, you know, brought him on. He talked about his gym and what they're doing. Um, and full disclosure, I haven't gone back to the gym yet. You know, I'm a little scared. I'm a little worried, but I'm ready to. 
So, and based off of everything I talked to Kevin about, I feel comfortable, you should feel comfortable, you know, all the precautions they take, it's absolutely amazing. They're way below actual capacity they could be at, you know, so they take it even more serious than they need to, um, than they need to, you know, than they have to, let's just say that. So, cause they feel they need to do more. And I love that. Um, but we also talk about climbing just in general, really cool. Love, love climbing. Okay. Just a really cool conversation. If you're a climber, just a really cool conversation to have. Cause, and if you're not another really cool conversation, you should get into climbing. It's fun. It's good for you. It keeps you healthy. Um, you know, it's just, it's a lot of fun. I just can't tell you the adrenaline, this competition, you know, you go into these routes and you're trying to, have, it's just a lot of fun. You do it a few times and look, I'm deathly afraid of heights and I do it. So, I mean, deathly afraid of heights. You have no idea. And there are some scary moments. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but it's worth it. It's just, it's a lot of fun. It's invigorating. I absolutely love it. So I encourage all of you to get on. Uh, but yeah, we talked about that. We talked about the Alex Honnold movie. He kind of lets us in some of the behind the scenes stuff because he knows, okay, some great people. We also talked about Dawn of the Wall, I think it is, um, where these guys also climbed uh, part of... Um, you know, there of El Capitan, that, that area as well. Um, and their struggle, it's just a great film, um, as well. Another great documentary and, um, you know, yeah, just, a, you know, just a great guy. Okay. Kevin's just a really cool guy and just talk climbing and just really cool. Just again, first time having a guest on talking about climbing, just really enjoyed it. Uh, would love to bring, you know, Kevin's got some great contacts, so I'm hoping I can, uh, get Kevin to bring on some, you know, very well-known climbers and maybe we can talk really in depth about climbing um and i'll learn something cool and, and get behind it because i i again it's something I, I strongly believe in okay i'm always telling you guys eat healthy right that that's a big thing for me but rock climbing i love it it's fun it's something to do if you don't like lifting weights and running in a gym you know that sort of thing because that's not my thing i don't like that stuff but rock climbing man and i'm talking gym climbing i say rock climbing i'm talking in a gym really okay uh, I haven't actually gone to any rocks and climbed them, okay? I'm talking all gym, which is still, it's intense. It's it's intense. That's where you train and, you know, that's where you go. So definitely check it out. Check out Crux. Check out those movies I told you about. And check out this podcast because it's coming up. Before we get to that, don't forget, go to our website, LoneStarPlay.com. Everything you need there, okay? And as always, thank you so much for listening and supporting us. We here at the team of the Lone Star Plate. Okay, we appreciate it. We love you. We thank you. If I could hug and kiss you, I would. But there's a pandemic, so get away from me. All right? I mean that lovingly. All right. Let's get to it. Kevin Gordia from Crux. Great episode. Enjoy. Totally. Yeah, so it's been crazy. Uh, I actually started working on Crux when I, I'm 30 now. I started working on it when I was about 22. So kind of uh it's been a ride man it's been a fucking ride so i was a big climber uh i went to school in virginia um you could call it a bad boy school if you wanted to uh so i got sent over there i went over there to play basketball that was kind of like my my, my big thing at the time i always thought i wanted to play in college but uh i just didn't grow past five seven so um <laughs> It just didn't quite work out. But what's cool is that this school is they had a, a little bouldering gym there. We couldn't really leave the campus or anything like there. So we would go there, climb on the weekends, um, climb during, you know, climb at, after school. And that was awesome. And then when I went to college, uh, I actually went to college in Southern California. Um, I went there because I thought I wanted to surf more. But my campus was actually much closer to Joshua Tree. So I ended up spending a ton of time out there living out of my car for a while uh, and climbing as much as possible. 
I worked at the climbing gym there to pay my bills. And then after that, I kind of thought, you know, what, you know, what could be cooler than owning a climbing gym? I mean, it was, it was pretty simple. So I kind of worked every job that you could possibly imagine at the climbing gym. And then um, most of my family lives here in Austin and Houston. So when I came back, I moved back to Houston just for a little bit. And it took me only a few weeks to realize I got to get the fuck out of here. So I moved to Austin, um, was working for a company called Harmless Harvest, which is like a, a coconut water company. I was doing well moving up the ranks there. And then it kind of came down to crunch time. And it was like, either you take this nine to five job, you make pretty good money, or you kind of potentially go into the abyss and start a, you know, a climbing gym. Uh, so I met my business partner and uh, we opened it, uh, started on it when I was 22. And I think we opened it when I was 25. Uh, so it was a mind fuck for sure. It took three years to open it. Um, and here I am when I'm 30. So we have, uh, it's been crazy. So we have one on South Congress. We just opened our second one um, in the Highland area, right next to the Brutorium. We just, I just bought a parcel of land about five acres up in Round Rock for our third one. And then uh, we recently just purchased a, uh, one in uh, purchased a part of one in, in Brooklyn and then part of one in Long Beach. And we're looking at a few uh, in Colorado and Hawaii. So it's been crazy. Wow, dude. I didn't know that. I didn't know. Okay. We're going, you know, national here and across the, across the ocean. I, dude, that's amazing. That's awesome. Wow. It's been, it's been crazy. And then what's funny about this thing is, I probably spend 50% of my time working, maybe 75% of my time working on Crux. And then after that, uh, after that, what's been great is, um, you know, you, you kind of alluded to it before, but I've met some really great people um, at Crux. And in doing so, kind of my new job, I guess you could say, um, I, you know, I still spend quite a bit of time at Crux, kind of in the background thinking of what's our next step. But uh, I've got really involved in like the food and beverage scene here in Austin. So uh, this year was mostly focused on, um, yeah, food and beverage. So it, it's been cool to to kind of mix the both. What do you mean? Like, get are you opening up a food truck or something? Or what, what do you mean? No, no, I actually invested in about 15 different companies here in Austin and, and around the nation. So, you know, everything from, I'm trying to think of some of the big ones, like the Coconut Cult Ice Cream. Those guys are great. Um, uh, I mean, yeah, the list goes on. Atlas Coffee, it's a coffee club. Um, so, yeah, I've just been investing a lot. You know, Future Proof, they have a seltzer. They have their little party punch. Uh, they were on Shark Tank a while back. But, um, yeah, so, you know, the people that walk through Crux is kind of just all walks of life. And I just got really, really interested in, um, in that food and beverage scene. So it, it's been good. It's taken up a, a lot more time than I originally thought it would. So. That's awesome. Well, look, I'm, you know, I'm from the yeah. food and beverage industry, so that, that makes me super happy. Exactly. Uh, yeah. To yeah, see exactly. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic. Um, well, wow. What a great story, man. I, I didn't realize there was such a, you know, a journey to get, you know, like any business, right. I own my own business here in Austin for five years. It's, it's a fucking struggle. It's a, it's five years of my to life. You know, you don't get back, right? It's like five years of just like psh, there was no other life. There's no other life but the business, especially when you're starting out, because you have to put everything into yeah. it. You live it. You become you become it, right? People associate you as that. You are that. Like there's no other way around it. Uh, so I get that. And yeah, look look at the perseverance, man. Just look at the perseverance of you sticking with it pushing through, getting it open and opening such a beautiful, you know, the one off of Congress. That was the first one, I'm assuming that, I mean, I think yeah. 
beautiful, man. It's a beautiful place. It's it's such a great place. I love climate. The energy and the atmosphere is what really makes it as well. And just all the equipment, everything, man. And then y'all open that new sort of front. Um, yeah. Yeah. The beverage needed that. So that's, that's been cool for a whole different group of people, but they all, you know, the nice thing is it was meant for a different group, but they all kind of co-mingle and, you know, <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it's been crazy uh, to say the least. Like you said, yeah, I feel like the past, yeah, 22. So yeah, eight years of my life have kind of just been not been, I mean, it's been highs and lows for sure, but man, it just kind of sped by for sure. Yeah, I mean, a hundred percent. That's that's just yeah. how it feels, in a good way, you know. In some ways, that's how you know you're doing well because you're you're focused on doing things, right? You're 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 sort of you know always have have things to do uh, that that sort of thing. Well, I'm glad at least like right now you get some time to be with family and things like that. Like you know that that makes me happy that you're you know still trying yourself. It was it was tough, man. I had to really prioritize that. I, I had to like, you know, when I turned 30, I had to like kind of look back on my twenties and while it was great from a business standpoint, I, I'm definitely proud, you know, as you know, as a business owner, you know, I sacrificed a lot of relationships, you know, whether it was with my family or whether it was, you know, with, you know, romantic partners or whatever. I mean, you're so focused on that. Um, but yeah, so, you know, my thirties, I, I, I don't think I'll slow down. Um, I think I'm just getting better with my time management and prioritizing, you know, so it, That's it. this whole, you know, this whole pandemic thing has really taught me that I can do a lot more in a shorter amount of time. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to take that new mentality and hopefully I can get a little more, uh, not rest, but a little more time to spend with, you know, the loved ones for sure. Well, that's awesome, man. Well, look, I, I definitely want to get into some specific climbing stuff. It, you're never going to yeah. Well, I'm sure you're going to believe. I watched the movie The Dawn Wall last night. Have you yeah. seen that movie? I'm, I'm... Yeah, so I've seen I've seen The Dawn Wall, and uh, Kevin Jorgensen, who's in that movie, is actually a a very good friend of mine. We talk. Um, wow. He's, uh, he, you know, he gets, he gets pretty busy, um, but we talk probably at least once a week, at least once a week. But there was a time when we were talking quite a bit, so I was able to kind of follow him on that journey. And, uh, you know, I love – you know, I got to go to his movie premiere um, uh, here in Austin. Uh, yeah, he's a great guy, man. He's a, he's also trying to open a climbing gym right now in uh, in California, and we're we're looking at that as well. So he's a, he's a great guy. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I, you know, seeing that movie was it's unbelievable, dude. It's just like what these people are doing is is unbelievable. So I want to break down because there's two movies I want to talk about. Obviously, probably the most. Sure. Well known of the past couple of years is the free solo movie right with alex honold of climbing yep. uh, el capitan so i want to break down for our yep. listeners and our viewers here what is the difference between uh free soloing and free climbing let's break that down for them sure yeah great free soloing super easy man it's uh you've got something in front of you that's uh over you know it, it hasn't really been defined what a, a free solo is in terms of like you know what threshold like is it 80 feet is it 50 feet is it 40 feet but let's put it this way if, if you fall you're gonna get fucked up you know that that's kind of like the, the base right there so everyone kind of has their own views but free soloing is you're going from the bottom to the top and you've got nothing but yourself you know you've got your climbing shoes some chalk and you're trying to get there and if you fall like fuck man you know it it might not be great Whew. now the other 
is free climbing, uh, which is what, you know, Kevin and, and Tommy were doing. And what they're trying to do is the same thing. They're trying to go from the bottom to the top, but um, they're using, you know, gear to be able to do that. And what they're trying to do it is doing it in one single push. So, you know, let's say there's 20 pitches, right? Uh, there's more than that, I believe, on the Dawn Wall. But what that's saying is that's about 20 rope lengths. So they're trying to go each rope length. They've got it. They've got to do it they both got to do it without falling. So let's say the first pitch they go up and Kevin does it, but Tommy doesn't and he falls. He's got to go and try it again. So they pretty much tried to do that in the Dawn wall, which was make a large push where they both go up the entire thing and neither of them fall. So uh, obviously more protection, uh, but generally free soling, you're definitely not pushing your limits in terms of the, the, the sheer difficulty of it. You know, Alex is a, is an amazing climber and he can climb much harder uh, than what he free soloed. Um, but generally when he's doing that, he's got a rope on. Whereas what Kevin and, and Tommy were doing was, was probably, you know, one of the, the harder things that has been done in, in, in recent history. It's been done, it's been repeated. Um, but still, I mean, anyone that's done it, uh, can, can attest to its difficulty for sure. I mean, it looks absolutely, I mean, they were the first ones to do it, right? Like just saying, yeah. first of all, just seeing Tommy Caldwell's, uh, journey, I mean, yeah. he's been through to get to that point too. missing a finger. Right. And climb. I mean, what, who is this guy? This guy is amazing. He got better after losing a finger. That's awesome. Well, I think I mean, one of those things, you know, it's like business. You apply it to business. I mean, there's just some guys like Elon Musk that are just their, their brain works differently. Their, their, everything just works differently. And Tommy is the same kind of way, man. He just, he's so devoted to what he does that no matter what, you know, the loss of a finger, the loss of, you know, the, the divorce or whatever he's been through. Uh, he's just so obsessed with what he does that he'll figure out a way to do it. So, uh, you know, Tommy has his own, you know, entrepreneurial spirit, but his entrepreneurship is getting to the top of the hardest things in the fucking world. You know, it's cool to see. And, uh, you know, Kevin, what's crazy about Kevin is his like background and Tommy's background are so different in terms of the style of climbing. You know, Kevin used to be a, just into bouldering, yeah. uh, Oh, and he's an amazing boulder, an amazing boulder. And then, you know, started climbing higher boulders that, you know, you could technically think of as, you know, free solos, you know, if you go back and watch some of his old YouTube videos and then somehow him and Tommy connected, uh, Tommy had a few partners that he kind of tried to, to try to get to do this thing. But Kevin was, was probably, you know, the most determined and, and best suited for it. So, but two different backgrounds. I don't believe they, I'm sure they ran into each other as, as you know, kids, they were both kind of, a, um, you know, prodigies if you want to say it but um it, it wild both movies are are wild uh and you know equally impressive equally impressive yeah absolutely i mean you know the the journey that they took right to get to this wall so it's in yellowstone you know for our listeners here so it's in yellowstone Yo, right yosemite. yellowstone yosemite. park or yosemite i'm sorry yeah, yosemite. no no problem <laughs> And yeah, yeah, I'm, I've been watching the Yellowstone show. That's why I said that. Yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> so it's in, uh, Yosemite and the mountain face cliff is, is yeah. called El Capitan. And then on El Capitan, there's different routes. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Yep. Okay. So yeah, so, so basically in their journey, and guys, please check out this movie, okay? It's called The Dawn Wall. And that's the name of the, you know, the face of that wall, the cliff or whatever. Yeah that they went up and they I think they were three weeks or something on the damn wall. They lived on the wall till they finished it. Right. So there's, yeah, so it's crazy. I think Tommy probably many years trying it. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't know how many years he spent trying it. So, but yeah, when they made the final push, yeah, I think it was the final push. 
Yeah, I don't know how many days, but yeah, something, it might have been a few weeks, uh, yeah, but it was nuts. Yeah, I mean, they're up there eating, shitting, doing everything, you know? <laughs> they're shitting off the side of a, you know, in a bat. I mean, it's just to live up there. You're yeah. hanging on a tent. There was no way in goddamn hell I would ever do this. I mean, you couldn't pay yeah. me enough money. I mean, there's just, it's insane what these guys are doing. I mean, honestly, it's insane. And honestly, seeing Kevin's, and that movie particularly, and I'm sure just for that particular yeah, I think, yeah, that they, I think Pitch 15. Pitch 15, exactly. Pitch 15, dude, of him finally breaking through on that. And then talk about perseverance, man. Again, person from both of those guys on that journey. Uh, they had these particular routes. Um, I don't want to get too technical, but there was one called the Dino or something like that where they had to jump across. Yep. And make and Kevin did it, but Tommy had gone first, I guess, and done this like whole crazy, you know, loop around. I mean, it's just incredible. And I guess looking at that wall, you know, for people who don't know why this is so difficult, you know, they let they put levels right of the different climbs or pitches of how the difficulty of, of what it is. So basically every pitch going up this thing, I think there's over 30 of them, if I remember correctly from the movie last night. Yeah. Um, they're all in the top like hardest pitches to do so it's not the, there's no time to like you know rejoice like kevin finishes pitch pitch 15 right and he's done he's got yep. no time to like yeah oh shit you look up and there's just another minefield of of pitches to go just honestly incredible man i was so inspired uh by that movie i mean i just yeah, can't tell you Anyone that's been to a climbing gym, you know, that's probably the easiest thing to, you know, for viewers to listen to. But if you've been to the climbing gym, you know, think about going there and trying something and you did something hard, you know, one boulder, one route, that's hard. You feel good right now. Imagine doing that, but doing that, you know, 40 times in a row, 50 times in a row, you know, and you'd say, there's no fucking way I can do that, you know? Yeah. Oh, and then not just, but like, you got to also live here at the gym until you finish. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you can't. crazy. You can't. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you hey. Can't leave where you are. Like you, you like not even that, but like you can't go to the bathroom. You gotta be. You gotta be sitting exactly where you are. You know. That's you know what. Yeah. Hey, listen, dude. You just threw out a good idea for a promotion for your gym. Yeah. Get somebody to live on the wall for two weeks or some shit. I don't know. I'm shitting on my. I don't want anyone <laughs> shitting on the mat, but yeah. <laughs> but I will. But I. You know, to, to that thing, we they have done. I know people that have done L cap challenges. You know, where it's like I don't know the I, I should know this, but I don't know the exact height of you know the L cap. But they'll go out and you know climb you know as many pitches in the gym as they can, so they get the same volume in. But when it comes to sheer difficulty, I mean, the Don Wall is. I don't know if you could ever replicate that thing ever. You know, it, it's one of a kind. It says um, this says seven thousand five hundred and sixty nine feet. Does that sound right? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. So then you just take that and you, you you go to the gym and you figure out how tall your walls are and you do what you have to do. You know, oh it's crazy. My God, dude, I'm scared climbing the forty foot walls at your gym. I know, I know. it's wild. Yeah, it's a it's a whole nother thing. So kudos to Kevin and and Tommy. I know they're probably so sick of talking about it because they're like, you know, we've got other things we're doing. But uh, sure. yeah, in the moment it was. Yeah, it was crazy. That's like Neil Armstrong being sick and tired of walking, of talking about walking on the moon. Yeah, I, who knows? You know, Kevin. Kevin has. A, I mean, Tommy and Kevin are both you know family men now. Kevin's trying to be a businessman. Tommy's trying to probably climb some something else. I'm sure he's working on something out there. But 
yeah, it's those guys are, oh, Tommy had a book, obviously Tommy had his book that he released, which was great. So, um, it, it's, yeah, those guys are incredible, truly incredible. Unbelievable. Well, look, uh, you know, not, not when we finish the podcast at the end, if you can tell me maybe a climber, you know, that I could get on as well. I mean, obviously you're a climber too, sure. maybe, or get you and the climber on. Let's, let's do another episode where we even, you know, dig deeper. I, I actually want to start talking more about rock climbing on the podcast because you know like joe rogan talks right. about jiu-jitsu and stuff on his podcast all yeah. the time and, and that's what, because i want to get you know i love rock climbing i want to keep continue to do it and that sort of thing and i want to promote the culture and the atmosphere and everything that goes with it because i love i love the culture of rock climbing as well it's not just the climbing it's the culture that it right and the people and everything everybody's just so friendly and cool and helpful and i just love it man it's just so cool just my type of people man it's just like this is the greatest thing although i don't have your balance you know that these people do but yeah, I, I like that like it's like a, a reverent youth you know it's like i skated a lot when i was a, a kid as well and it's, it's like a grown-up skaters i like them so yeah it's like grown-up skater that's a great way to put it that's yeah yeah <laughs> i love that um Okay, so yeah, so all right, so we talked a little bit briefly about the dawn wall, and that is free uh, climbing. So you have the rope, you do have rope, but there's yep. nothing up in front of you, right? So you still have to lay, you know, for a viewer, right? You still have to put in the pieces, right? That you see them hit into the walls and yep. up and do your yep. rope and use, and you got to carry all that gear. You got to haul it up. I mean, it's a, you know absolutely mind-boggling trek right so then you've got yeah so what's cool about these guys is i think they definitely had a little bit of help you know i think tommy's dad was up there for a little bit uh came up uh brought them stuff brought them but most people who make the push um not not specifically for the dawn wall but for other you know some people just try to go up el cap however they can you know um yeah they're hauling everything but i think tommy and and uh tommy and Kevin did it in such a way where they had people, uh, you know, coming up there to visit and bring them things. So, but yeah, it, that doesn't take away from how hard, you know, they did whatever they did. So, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, theoretically, yeah, if you're up there and you fall, I mean, you're still taking a pretty big whip, you know, like a oh. Tommy, you see Tommy and Kevin taking, you know, 50, 60 foot whips, you know? Yeah. I can't even, and then boom. Crazy. I think, I can't remember if it was Tommy or Kevin, but, uh, I think they took a pretty hard fall and they, they, it ended their season. Uh, I can't remember if they talked about that in the movie. I think I want to say it was Kevin, but uh, it's a, I haven't seen the movie in a while. But uh, one of them, well, I think one of them sprained his ankle, and then one of them had like a rib injury. Um, but yeah, I mean, they were just getting beat up there, man. It was nuts. Yeah, I mean, again, it's just a, it's absolutely just mind boggling um, to yeah. be that high. I mean, it just there's so much. So yeah, guys, check it out. The movie's called uh, The Dawn Wall. Um, Tommy Caldwell and Kevin Jorgensen. Um, yep. Both, I both. believe they're both. I believe they're both on Netflix, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I watched the Dawn Wall on Netflix. That's exactly right. I watched it on Netflix. Yeah. Um, and then the next movie is free. So this is this is absolutely this is the movie that got me into climbing. Like a lot of people, I'm yeah. sure. This is the sure. movie that made me say, you know what? I'm going to the gym. I'm going to give this, a, you know, a shot. Now I'm into gym climbing. Okay. So I'm not into, <laughs> I'm not into being out there in the rocks. It's just, look, I do it for exercise and I appreciate and respect everybody. That's the thing. I'm like, damn, this is so cool. You guys are so, no, you go do that. I'm going to be over here doing this little thing. And I'm fine with that. Right. So it keeps me, I'm, I'm cool with that. Uh, but free solo. Okay. So this guy's name is Alex Honnold and 
he climbed a part of El Capitan, another route, with no rope, right? So this guy, just shoes, shirt, shorts, fucking chalk bag. That's it. Yep. I mean, that's it, dude. It's the most... It's the most tension-filled documentary I've ever seen by far. Honestly, one of the most tension-filled movies ever seen. The movie, to me, I watched it once before I started climbing, and it was absolutely terrifying. And it was actually more terrifying after I started climbing. Like, because I knew how uh, absolutely bonkers it was what he was doing. So if you want to talk a little bit about that, what he did, you know, Alex Honnold, Free Solo, El Capitan. He's... Hey man, he's, he's built different. Um, there's no way to say it. Uh, you know, there's a few athletes that I think, uh, they did like, uh, if, if I heard correctly, there's a few athletes that they did tests on and they were testing, you know, like what their fear factor is. And like, you know, they were showing them images and his, his brain is wired differently. There's no other way to say it. I think Lindsay Vaughn was another one of those athletes. She's a professional skier, but, um, man, I, you know, Alex is a really cool guy. I've had the chance to meet him as well. Um, and, he's just very good at rationalizing things. You know, it, he's, he's thinking to himself, you know, I know what I'm climbing. I'm capable of climbing something much harder. Um, so where's the risk in that, you know, and it's, it, that's how he explains it to everyone. But I think it goes a little deeper than that. I think Alex is, he, he just lacks a sense of fear. Uh, I know he, I know he probably won't say that outright, but, um, I think he just rationalizes by thinking, you know, I'm, I'm better than this than what I'm climbing. And, there's, there's really no reason why I should fall. Um, but yeah, he kind of broke onto the scene, you know, a while ago, he did something in Utah that was, that was quite impressive. And then people started to question who he was, but he's been doing this for a long, long time. Um, but yeah, this was, you know, he's always scheming of something, always scheming of something. Would you do, would you ever do a free solo like that? I've done a few free solos for sure in my life. Um, but like I said, it was the same kind of rationale that he would use, you know? So you know, if I can climb 513, but I'm going to go free solo 510 in my mind, you know, that that's okay with me. So yeah, free solo for sure. Not, not to the extent that Alex has done it, but you know, things that maybe were 80, hundred feet where if I fell, I yeah, for sure die or breaks most of everything. But, um, yeah, not, I mean, no, not to the extent that Alex did. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think every climber, once they get past a certain level, they start to look at things and say, Oh, this would kind of be fun to climb without a rope. Um, but yeah, I've, I've definitely gone down that route. Um, but it, no, I do not. It's not something that I, I seek out by any means. It's just, you know, every once in a while, it just, yeah, this seems like fun. You know, that's a crazy thought. I would never think, oh yeah, let me climb. You know, what would be fun. Let me climb this without a rope. That yeah. I say that. <laughs> I think what I think, I think the most appealing part is, is like, uh, you know, climbing a lot of people think, you know, oh, you have to be really skinny and you have to have these you know, big muscles or whatever it may be. But really a lot of it is, is, you know, how's, how, like, where's your mental state, you know? Um, how do you climb efficiently? How do you do this? And so I think the, the appealing part about free solo is to be so high on something, but feel completely at peace. You know what I mean? And, and know that your mind is free and like you, you can master your mind. I think, you know, especially with COVID and all this crazy shit happening, I've found myself being like, you know, my biggest enemy is just my mind, you know, like not being able to, to operate a business at full capacity, not being able to do this, not being, and so, you know, all you can do is, is try to conquer those thoughts. So I, I get the appeal. I totally get it, but you got to weigh that out with, you know, the, the rest of it, you know? So I think Alex just got married recently. I think he's trying to settle down a little bit from what I've heard from a few friends. I think he might, you know, tone it back a little bit, but you know, a few years ago, I mean, he was, 
yeah, he, I think he looked at everything and thought, I kind of want to try that without a rope, you know? Just, I mean, just insane. It's, it's insane. Yeah, it's insane, but it's a true testament, not even to his climbing ability. That's what's super funny about the movie. You know, I, I know a lot of people that get into climbing and watch that movie and they think, you know, this Alex Honnold must be the best climber in the world, but, you know, he'll be the first to tell you I am not the best or I'm not the strongest climber because there are much, much stronger climbers than him. Um, and there are, but yeah, the reality is, is, you know, he just has a mind that's built differently. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy. No, he's insane, man. He's, um, I just think that's an insane thing to do. You know, again, climbing really? a rope. I, I mean, I just think there's no coming back from that. There's no, there's no coming back from that, man. There's no, I just, God, that seems like, wouldn't you want to, you know, climb the next day? Wouldn't you want to just guarantee yourself, I'm going to climb the next, even you saying, hey, you free soiled like 80 feet, 100 feet up. Yeah, yeah to me that's still that is you're right you're done dude you're dying i'm sorry you drop 80 to 100 sure. gone i don't know but you you're you're in a wheelchair the rest of your life or you're fucking getting feed through a tube um that takes guts man that just takes balls i don't have that's the truth that, i mean that's the that's like me cooking without a recipe i'm like oh yeah really really yeah, I, I, yeah everyone i mean i don't know man i think there's just you know it's amazing i think there's all you could apply it to anything you know a basketball player taking the last shot with you know the championship on the line it's amazing to see how people are built and and who who's willing to to you know train their mind like that i've i've always loved that man i'm always trying to read books and 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 trying to see how i can you know you know strengthen the mind and whatnot um but yeah it's what alex did was is is i can't comprehend it you know, even for me, like I, I've done things that I think are crazy, but what he did is truly, in my opinion, on par with probably some of the greatest, you know, sports feats and of all time. And I don't think anyone would deny that. So it's pretty cool to know that Alex has gotten so much notoriety for it. I'm, I'm proud of him. And, you know, he's, he's now, you know, a dirtbag who still lives in his van, but, um, <laughs> you know, but he made, he made good money and I'm proud of him for it because, uh, you know, it's a testament. What he did was on par with what, you know, what NBA athletes or any of those athletes did, if not, if not more impressive than my more opinion. Impressive. So, it's more, yeah, more impressive. So yeah, it, it's good to see him getting the notoriety that, um, you know, I don't think he ever, ever wanted any of it, but, um, Hey, he deserves it. Kevin, Tommy, all of them deserve everything. So that's awesome to know that they are respected amongst climbers, right? Cause yeah. you know, sometimes if it's like, Oh, well he's famous, but He's not the best, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he may yeah, be famous yeah. doing this. Because that happens with a lot of chefs sometimes. I, sometimes sure. Like, oh, oh, Guy Fieri, he's the best. I'm like, what the? Nothing against Guy Fieri. He's a grace for not, you know, better than me. But there are way better chefs than him, you know? Hey, man, he's the mayor of Flavortown. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. He's the <laughs> man. <laughs> not again. He's not, not talking against uh, Guy Fieri, but in yeah. the kitchen world, I mean, look, I'm just being honest. I know you know yeah. it's just how it is um nobody wants uh what's his sauce dragon sauce or some bullshit yeah. i don't know man <laughs> i don't think i've ever eaten at one of his no i don't think i could yeah i don't think i've been to one of his restaurants but no that's a good that's that's okay donkey sauce that's what <laughs> look they nobody you <laughs> uh, that really what is that really what it's called donkey sauce god donkey sauce oh, that fuck. that's what i can't even imagine what's in that <laughs> You don't want to know. What a, what a vile name. You don't want to know what's in half the shit you eat, dog. That's the. I, yeah, I trust me. I I think about that a lot. Yeah. 
I found out recently what's in Skittles. You don't want to know, dog. You know, luckily, you know, I've been pretty good about this whole like climbing thing. I've, I've been, I, would, I, can't, I can't say I've been vegan because I'm just lying. I'd say I'm like 90% vegan and most people would just laugh and be like, what the fuck does that mean? But uh, yeah, once I started climbing, so I've been vegetarian for quite a bit of time and then switching over. So my, I'd like to think I know what's going in my meals, but trust me, every once in a while, man. It just, it's just. I into something else. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. You know, I love that you say you're 90% vegan. Uh, I love that actually, because the truth is most people are a certain percentage of vegan, vegetarian, and meat eater, right? It's not like you eat a fucking steak, right? It's not like you eat a steak every meal if you do eat meat. Every day. There's probably, there's probably yeah. a lot of meals that are vegetarian or vegan that you eat, you don't even realize it. You're, you know what I mean? So totally. people are, are a big percentage of that um, uh, regardless. So yeah, I, I actually like that you... Uh, put it that way because I sort of say the same thing um, all the time. But you know, let's talk, let's, this is an interesting part of the conversation as far as like for climbers and are there is there like a popular diet amongst climbers or everyone does their own thing or does it matter? You know, that's a great. I think it's becoming more of a topic as climbing starts to. You know, climbing has been on the steady rise, uh, especially climbing gyms in general. They're they're everywhere. They do well. Um, it's like a new way of working out that I think people find more enjoyable. Uh, sadly, you know, the past couple, not the past couple of years, but let's say the past decade, you know, some of the best climbers have, have kind of succumbed to what most, I think a lot of athletes have. And that's, um, you know, eating, uh, what's the right word is, um, uh, you know, like these eating disorders, you know, cause the goal, everyone thinks like in order to, you know, if you start climbing, you start to think, Oh man, I wonder what it'd be like if I was, 10 pounds lighter if I was 20 pounds lighter and a lot of them think the only way to get there is by you know starving themselves or doing this so you know I I, I know personally some of the best climbers in the world and I think they've fixed their habits but you know it used to be like how strong and how light could you be and they thought the way to get there was to eat as little food I, I used to there was a, a great book that was written by a guy named Matt Samet I highly recommend it if you have it it's called Death Grip and it kind of talks about his you know, his eating disorder that then turned into an anxiety disorder. Um, but he, he was eating coffee grounds and a can of tuna a day. That's it. Holy shit. So wake up, take some coffee grinds, put it in his mouth, chew it. That would suppress his, his hunger, smoke some cigarettes, uh, and then maybe eat a can of tuna. Um, and that, that was it. And, and when he, he did that for a while and he was climbing, you know, it, it, for, for that time was climbing, you know, probably right up there with the best of them. Uh, but what happened is that led to all sort of, you know, it led to an, uh, I think this is the death grip part. It led to him having to take anxiety medication and he battled with that for 20 years, you know, trying to get off that. So sadly, I know a lot of climbers that have gone through the same thing, but now, um, you know, with this new generation, I feel like, you know, we're more accepting body positive. We're, we're starting to find new ways. There's all sorts of new supplements and products coming out. So I see climbers is becoming much more healthy. Now I see bigger guys in the gym. Um, as opposed to just these, you know, skinny little, you know, twigs that can just feel like they're floating up the wall. So it's good to see the more body types coming in, but I don't think, you know, every, like, like anything, man, I've seen people say, you know, the keto diet was pretty big in the climbing world for a while. You know, the paleo diet was big. Um, you just got to listen to your body, man. Um, yeah. I, you know, yeah, I, I don't know what to say. It, it, it all depends, you know, cause climbing is a, a much different sport than let's say, basketball or football right because in climbing it's like you, there's very few professional climbers right there's very very few professional climbers so like when there's money involved you, you tend to be like 
all right, I got to do everything right so I can get this NBA contract, you know, and make 40 million with climbing. It's like, there's no opportunities like that. So you have to ask yourself, like, you know, you know, maybe you want to drink a beer at night, but like, you know, if you're in the NBA, you're like, no, I've got a big game tomorrow. You know, like I can't do this. I've got a big game at climbing. There's, there's nothing really like that. So for me, I'm, I, I take kind of a more relaxed approach to it. You know, I, I, if I want to go out and have a good time and eat, that's great. If I want to have a beer, I, I do it. But, um, you know, there, there's, there's not so there's like a lack of incentive, I feel like in climbing. So I've seen every diet. So I don't think there's one thing that climbers tend to subscribe to. Um, I've seen everyone. I've seen it all. I've seen some, you know, young kids that can eat Skittles, you know, I don't know what's in them, like you said, but I see these young kids that can eat, you know, pepperoni pizza and Skittles every single day and climb their hardest. But, you know, then they hit 25 and it's like, oh shit. So it's, it's crazy, man. It's, it's, it's like, unlike any sport that I can say that I've ever been a part of. So. Well, that's good. The uniqueness uh, makes it good. Well, that's interesting to hear about the, uh, you know, the diet aspect to it. Um, because that is something I thought about when I started climbing, Oh, do I need to be changing how I eat? And I thought, well, I'm just going to go based off my energy, right? That's, you know, I'm a little different than most people, right? I have, I'm very familiar with food and what to do with it. So I'm in a little bit different boat. Um, But I think for most people, yeah, maybe just stick to what you're eating, find out what works for you. That's definitely something we push in the podcast a lot, right? You've got to know what works for you. Everybody's different. And and when I say everybody, not everybody, okay? Everybody is different. Yep. Um, And you got to know, yeah, what works for you to put it in. But it is a reflection, right, of what you eat it can it can affect your climbing so i will say that if you're eating shit oh, for sure. for sure. it can definitely affect your climbing your endurance your vision your vision even uh yeah. your mental state right like all of that like you said is is uber important so i think diet is actually very important to climbing if you're going to do something physical it, it it has to be i mean i just can't and it's been good. I've seen like a surge of, you know, climbing coaches as climbing gets more popular and, and, you know, they're doing the proper education. So I think in the next couple of years, as, as we start to learn more, I, I think we'll start to see more like a, a proper guideline, but you know, climbers are, are the worst when it comes to guidelines. I think, you know, at least the generation that up with climbing, you know, they, cause you know, you look at the, what climbers, you know, they live in their vans, they, you know, eat whatever, you know, a lot of them can't afford, you know, the, the afford, you know, these, these nice organic meals or do this or do that. They're just trying to get their hands on a, you know, a can of beans. So it's, it's crazy, man. But as climbing, you know, becomes more popular and things like that and the industry can start doling out more cash to these athletes and whatnot, I think we'll start to see a little bit more of like a regimented diet, but I, I couldn't tell you what that looks like right now. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, we've seen so many phases of diets throughout, not just climbing, but throughout history, you know, remember when the, what was it? The, the Atkinson diet, man. Yeah, that yeah, like, absolutely. What, what was like eat as much fucking meat as possible, or like I don't know what it was, but it was just like now we look back at shit like that and we're like, what the fuck was that? I think all 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 diets are fads. I mean, all this stuff is fads. Right? There's, no sh- there's no chef that's like, oh, this new diet. What the fuck? That's it, all you did was just change, move some words around, and change this. Yeah. And do that. Right? It's all it's all a way to sell a new book or or open up a new whatever movement um and i think that's fine in a lot of ways i mean look if you're if you're taking the time to think about what you're eating you're already on the right path yeah i agree you know so if you're experimenting and do it go for it you know go for it. if it works for you 100 percent. you know I, I got no problem with it um you know for sure that, that's absolutely how it should be I, but I 
I just preach balance, man. I just preach balance, you know? Exactly it. Balance. Yeah. About the Mediterranean diet, because I lived in Europe there for years, right? Yeah. And my wife's yeah. from Spain, so I'm all about balance. It's all about a nice little bit of everything all the time, and you just never overdo anything, and that's yeah. just how, you know, I mean, I'm skinny as fuck. I've been skinny my whole life, and I eat anything I want, to, to be honest with you. So I'm a different yeah, yeah. Right. I, I'm not a good example for people, uh, but <laughs> let, let, let's... Um, I'm a big fan of that. I like that one. That's a good one. Of which one? Of what? The, the Mediterranean diet. I'm saying I like that. I, I like that one. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's talk a little bit about um, your gym a little bit because I want to I end on this. I want to end on... But one, let, let me just state this. I have not gone back to the gym yet to start climbing yet. And and nothing against the gym or anything, just my, my personal of wanting sure. to, you know, just I haven't felt comfortable yet. But I, to be frank with you, I'm there. I'm there. I've yeah. gotten to the point where I'm I'm ready to get back out. So I want you to just tell us and, the you know, everybody, yeah, about, a little bit about the gym and how we can, what sort of, how it's operating at the moment and, you know, what people can do about joining and that sort of yeah. thing. That's a great question. So yeah, it's been crazy, man. We had to, you know, we had about two, two and a half, three months to, to, to kind of think about how to approach this. So yeah, we're still learning new things every day. Luckily, you know, we haven't, we've done a very good job in terms of, uh, of our approach. So it started with this, you know, we shut the gym down for three months. Um, and then as we got closer to opening, um, you know, we, we, we completely took every hold off the wall, disinfected all the walls, disinfected, you know, everything, opened the doors. So just that basic cleanliness stuff. And then we started to implement things. So as soon as you walk in, we go through a litany of questions with you real quick. Um, we have you sanitize your hands. Um, we've got people, you know, every touch point in the gym, every, uh, you know, every piece of machinery, uh, everything you could possibly imagine is getting cleaned hourly. Um, climbers, when they're asked to come in, this is, this has been a point of contention, but it is what it is, is, you know, wearing a mask. Um, so everyone's wearing a mask when they come in, which is great. Um, I know some people have said, you know, it's hard to climb, you know, uh, you know, wearing a mask and I understand that, but you know, it's a lot harder to run with a mask on and I've done both. So it, you know, for right now, that's how, that's how we're operating. We're op we're also operating well, well below capacity. So I think when Abbott came out and said, you know, gyms can operate at about 50%, I think we're still at 15% right now. So much, much lower capacity. Um, also, if, you know, if you are a climber and you do know, a lot of people use chalk uh, to help dry your hands. So there's also liquid chalk, which has, you know, alcohol in it. Um, so we've been uh, only letting people use liquid chalk as well in the hopes that it will kill kill anything uh, on your hands at the time. Um, we also have a reservation system to make sure that we're keeping up with capacity. So you go online, um, you just pick your time slot um, and you sign up, which has been great. Um, but yeah, just, you know, basic common sense, you know, you come in, you sanitize when you come in, you sanitize when you come out, you're essentially putting san hand sanitizer on your hands when you're climbing anyways, uh, with, you know, but with a little bit of chalk. So that's been helpful. Masks, great, uh, low capacity, but you know, uh, you know, if you look at cases around the nation, I know, I know the, the, the data has been a little muddled, but gyms have done a pretty good job so far. I'll say, um, 
you're just, you're just not touching, you know, uh, there's just not a lot of, you know, you're not like touching a food plate and then handing it to someone or doing anything like that. Um, but the, the crux, no, no pun intended, I guess, but is yeah, the climbing holds, um, you're touching climbing holds, other people are touching climbing holds and that's where it just becomes really, really important to make sure that's like, you're using liquid shock, you're washing your hands afterwards, you're keeping your masks on. Um, but yeah, I mean, even when we first opened, even if, you know, we thought our employee, you know, might have, this and this never happened thank god but like even if we had the inkling um of someone might being sick we would just shut the gym down i mean it was hectic man it was like we opened and then we'd have to close you know desanitize everything it was nuts but now it's been a good you know i think almost three months two two and a half three months that we've been open um and you know everything's been good employees have been safe uh everyone's been good man obviously as a business owner it's been tough you know, operating at 15% capacity. Um, but more importantly than anything, you know, we, we have a good business model. Uh, our employees are happy. They're taken care of. Uh, our members are, you know, are safe. And we've gotten a lot of good feedback too from our members. And, and I think everyone feels pretty safe in there. Um, and luckily, you know, you've been in there, but to anyone that hasn't been in there, you know, these are pretty large spaces. You know, we're talking 20,000 plus square feet, you know, big open space, um, lots of, you know, air movement and circulation. So yeah, it's, you know, I don't blame people for, for being nervous about going in, but, uh, you know, I, I'd like to think that we're doing the best job possible, um, and taking care. And, and I think our, our numbers kind of back it up. So. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm ready to get yeah. to doing it, to be honest. I bet a lot of people yeah. like me, to be frank, like it's been enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and you guys have probably had enough time to, you know, get everything worked out, right? You got all the bugs, right? You know what you're doing. Plus yeah. you're taking extra precautions. I think governor Abbott, did you read this? Was it yesterday or the day before? I think it was yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. 75%. Yep. Right. Is that right? Yep. We're not, we're not even close to there, man. We said, I think even I was talking to my, my partner the other day and I think if anything, you know, after that, we may bump it up to like 18%, maybe 20%. So we're not even getting close. You know, we've had to cancel a lot of our big events. You know, we weren't doing fitness or yoga classes for the first couple months. I mean, we're just, you know, at some point I even had to wonder, like, is it even worth having the gym open if we can't do any of these things? But, you know, it, the, the thing is, man, we have so many loyal members. As soon as we opened, you know, people were back in there being respectful. And that's one of the best things is, uh, the members, you know, at Crux is what I really appreciate them is they've never really put us in a compromising position. You know, they've been respectful. If, you know, it slides down a little bit uh, under the nose, we just ask them to put, you know, I've, I've heard of crazy stories of people, you know, you know, yelling or berating the people, but we've just never had that. So I'm super thankful for our members and our staff for just, you know, playing by the rules and being safe, um, regardless of, of their views on this whole thing. I know there's a whole, you know, everyone has their own view on it and it's, each his own but you know we're, we're trying to play by the rules and make sure that everyone stays safe so yeah they can have their own opinion but, uh, out, outside the door yeah but once you step in the fuck sure business, right it's like sorry okay great i respect for you but this is yeah. this is what we're doing if you don't like it there you go i mean i don't understand these anti-mask people i'm sorry it's, have your belief okay great you don't want to wear my okay fine but if a place is asking you to wear it god damn it that is their right what the fuck it's like the craziest yeah. thing I can't. I know. I've heard for the employees uh, that have to deal with that shit. Honestly, yeah. I, I feel fucking horrible for them having to deal with dumbass people like that. 
I've heard some crazy stories, you know, people who work in retail or restaurants and I just, it kills me, but you know, that's, what's nice about having this gym where you kind of get to know everyone, but I'll, you know, I can, I'll, I'll give my personal testimony, man, for people that are on the fence is like, I've never climbed in a mask. I never used liquid chalk before, unless, you know, I was outside and my, my skin was just done and I just needed something, but, uh, I'm climbing probably just as well, if not better. Um, you know, and I'm wearing a mask and I'm using chalk. So it, really not much has changed. You know, the first time in there, it's going to be a little bit foreign. Um, but everyone's there to help you, you know, staff is, is, you know, anything that you need, they're there. We're cleaning 24 hours a day. I mean, yeah, we're, we're pulling out all the stops, but, um, yeah, we'll be there. You know, when, when people are ready, we'll be there. Uh, we're not going anywhere. Um, we're just going to keep building these things and, you know, hopefully when the future, uh, starts to turn a little bit, uh, yeah, you'll have a gym to come back to. So. No, oh, that's awesome. What, what, I mean, I'm yeah. assuming, are, are you guys, I guess you guys will just take it month by month here and, and figure out when you're ready to go, right, full full blown again, I guess. Uh, yeah, so. yeah, I think, yeah. And we, we, have a, we have a good business model. And, you know, I have to give a shout out to our members, you know, so a lot of them, uh, you know, we're, we're, like a, we're like Netflix, right? You just get charged every month on your card. Uh, you can come in and do a day pass if you'd like, but the majority of our business is membership. So, man, I'd say about 80% or so of our, our members kept their dues even when we weren't open. And that was a huge, huge testament uh, to how great our members were. I mean, it, it's, I, I'm not going to, I'm not, I, hopefully I don't talk shit. I might, it might be a little bit of shit talking but um there are definitely a lot of businesses and gyms and their first instinct was furlough uh or fire all of their employees even though they were sitting fat you know what i mean but for us we never let go of a single employee we never furloughed anyone when we were closed for three months we kept everyone on payroll literally no one got fired wow. uh, if anything we just hired more people opened um and a lot of that had to do with our members being so great um you know, our, our management team was great. They, you know, some of them took pay cuts, uh, or just didn't, you know, and that was voluntarily not, not forced. We were happy to pay everyone their, their full paycheck. So, um, huge shout out to just everyone involved in that. It, it's been crazy, man. But, uh, I've heard of, you know, some crazy stories of, of people just letting go of everyone and, uh, we just couldn't do that. So that's amazing, man. That that's a uh, big props to you, brother. Honestly, big props to you guys for 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 doing that. Uh, that's a big deal, especially right now. That's just such a major deal. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, look, um, let people know here before we go, Kevin. Just let people know, you know, website, social media, that sort of sure. stuff. People can connect and find everything online. Yeah. So you know, our the, our real name is Crux Climbing Center, but everything you know, website is Crux CC dot com uh instagram is cruxcc uh dot com so our new location just opened up in highland uh right next to the brutorium it's absolutely beautiful space if you haven't been uh spokesman coffee if you guys like them they they uh they'll be in our building as well we just subleased to them uh we have a third facility opening up in round rock uh next year it'll be much larger than both of our facilities. Um, and if you find yourself in Long Beach or Brooklyn, uh, make sure to check out Vital Climbing or Long Beach Rising. Those are two of our, our partners that we've uh, you know invested in. And uh, I think we have a four, few more tricks up our sleeve, but uh, I can't quite announce it yet. But um, the future's bright, so we're uh, we're gonna you know just try to try to get through this like everyone else. But um, you know we're going full bore still. So, but yeah, man. I I appreciate you having me on and uh, yeah, we can, we'll, we'll talk offline and I'm, I'm sure we could get some, some pretty uh, fun climbers on here as well that I think you'd be excited to have on. But uh, I appreciate you taking the time. I love what you're doing and uh, 
yeah, man, keep up the good work. Thank you, brother. You too, man. My best to you and your uh, your staff, your family, everybody. I wish you guys all the best. Good luck on the lake today. Congratulations on the house, the new bit, everything, man. Thanks, man. Um, appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. And uh, yeah, brother, we'll talk soon. Uh, thanks again, my man. Really, thanks. really good this. Thanks. All right. Yeah, have a great day, man. All right, bud. You too. The Lone Star Plate Podcast is produced by Texas Real Food. Go to texasrealfood.com and you can search your city for stores, butchers, restaurants, farmers markets, and more who are using fresh, artisanal, organic sources. It's a fun site that brings all natural options all together. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information, go to thelonestarplate.com. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Until next time. <laughs>